0: Hello and welcome. It's the pleasure of Power to Change to present Family Life Today, each week, Monday through Friday at this time. We'd love you to contact this station and tell them how much you appreciate hearing Family Life Today. Well, let's get started on today's edition.
1: So, I have a confession. I hate this. It's not a big (laughs) one, but in some ways it could be a big one. Often... I have a hard time being thankful. I can remember one time I was standing on the Detroit Lions sideline, you know, NFL football game as their chaplain, and we're getting beat again, you know. And I remember just standing there going, this is terrible. I hate this. I don't want to be here. I'd rather be anywhere else. And then it hit me. You know, I'm standing there in this NFL stadium. And that billions of dollars have been paid for, and all these people are sitting in the stands who have paid lots of money to be there. And I'm like, I'm complaining, standing on an NFL sideline. You know how many people would want to do that? Today we're going to talk about that because we have Kay Weima back in the studio with us who is one of the most positive people I've ever met. You're a lot like my <laughs> wife. I mean, as I was talking to you at lunch, it's like you two are two peas in a pod. But welcome back to Family Life Today.
2: Thanks for having me back.
1: Yeah, and I mean, you're smiling as you say that. I mean, and you wrote a book about being thankful called The Peace Project, which yeah. is just this, and we've already talked about choosing every single mm-hmm. day. You know, and you said for 30 days, do an experiment to choose to be thankful and to act kindly and to show mercy to people. Mm-hmm. And I got to be honest, as I was listening to you two, both of you tell stories about, you know, how <laughs> how thankful you are. I was like, man, I love hearing these stories. I just got to be honest, there are times where I want to choose it mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm like locked up, like stuck. Is it ever hard to choose it?
2: I do think it's hard. Yeah. I think that's the first step. And it's- what do you do? I do think you have to just do it. You know, it's the Nike. Just do it. And you do. You just do it. Even when you don't feel like it. For sure. I think sometimes it's the best when you don't feel like it. There was one of the stories in the book that I really loved, especially about thankfulness, was a reporter that was from the United Kingdom that had interviewed Brene Brown. Mm. And she was super dubious about gratitude. Really, Especially because you could go on Amazon and do gratitude journals and there'd probably be 50,000 plus. I mm. mean, there's tons. Yeah. And, and she just was sort of like, good for you. I'm glad that works for you. <laughs> and when they got off of the air whatever, however they were doing the interview, Brene said to her this quote, which I love. She said, it's not possible to be stressed about something when you're being grateful for it. Oh, which That's was, really deep and right. Good. And so she listened, this reporter listened and she thought you know what I'm just going to try it because she wouldn't have categorized herself as a grateful person not an ingrate but just kind of like just it's great for other people thanks but no thanks and so she started doing it in her own home simply being grateful and it was one of those things that changed everything for her because it is that powerful and I think the power that's around it really has the most to do with perspective, Mm. which is what happened on the football field. It took you out of a moment that had stuff going on in it. I mean, it isn't great that this football team is losing or whatever and it's just like, please, just get me out of here. But when you, for a moment, start to call out those things for which to be grateful, it changes it. And what's stealing your peace gets pushed off to the back burner and peace is ushered in. And because no longer is that like, oh, if only, or what if, or comparison usually is when you're not grateful because you're looking mm-hmm. at what everybody else has instead of what you have, right. and those get pushed to the back burner because you're not thinking about that, and you're looking at what you have to be grateful for, and I think that's the biggest power about it.
1: Yeah, Kay, as you were saying that, I thought even in my situation on the sideline, yeah. and you said this yesterday, it's like when you looked up, mm-hmm. you know, and you saw the sunrise, and it just it reset your perspective. It did. I don't remember exactly, but I did look up on that sideline. I'm looking up at eighty thousand people and I'm like, I'm in a stadium. Yeah. On a side so it reset my perspective. And I was just when you were saying this, I thought of uh, I don't know how familiar you are with Psalm seventy three but it's this interesting psalm I remember reading years ago where ASAP is complaining to God. Mm -hmm. I'll read it to you. He says I envied the proud when I saw them prosper despite their wickedness. The mm. whole first part of the psalm is I think a lot of us have probably done that, is like wicked people seem to be blessed and for the sure. righteous seem to be, you know, yeah. in trouble. And then it, and I'm going to jump down here, but me he basically complains for 13. 14 verses, did I keep my heart pure for nothing? Did I keep myself innocent for no reason? I get nothing but trouble all day long. And he goes on and on, and he said, I'm trying to understand why the wicked prosper. What a difficult task this is. And then verse 17, it changes. He says, then I went into your sanctuary, O God, and I finally understood the destiny of the wicked. And it's this moment where he went vertical. Mm -hmm. He looked up. Mm -hmm. He Again, his way of saying, I went into your sanctuary, Mm -hmm. but it's like I stopped and I said, God, I don't understand. I looked up. Mm And the whole rest of the psalm is like, okay, now I sort of understand. Mm-hmm. That's sort of what you're saying, right? Yeah. I guess I'm talking to myself because there's times <laughs> where it's hard to do that, but it is a moment where you sort of have to hit the pause button mm-hmm. and say, and that's what 30-day experiment is like. I'm For 30 days, I'm going to do that. I'm going to hit the pause yeah, button. Yeah, just to get it in I'm to, look up into and your groove.
2: Yeah, and Ecclesiastes is right along that same yeah. route. I mean, it just is. Bad things happen to good people. Yeah. Good things happen to bad people. And Solomon is like, good luck with that. Like, yeah. If you're going to figure that out, you will be doing it the rest of your life, and you never will, Mm -hmm. you know? And then he says, but what is the gift to us is our toil, to just go out and do what you're supposed to do, and that it's the joy that comes with that that, quote, is the gift of God. We don't want for it to be unpleasant, but if we can land in that place and trust and faith and know that it's for us, that something in it is for us, that's where gratitude is such a a helpful tool. It sort of jumpstarts the rest of the story, but more than anything, it primes the pump to be able to move from the thought process, which is where gratitude is, to actually doing something, which is what takes your thoughts and cements them. And I'm just going to tell you, it works because we haven't lived the easiest life. Most people haven't in the last few Mm -hmm. years. There was no way for me to even imagine that it would exist. Mm -hmm. And for me personally, I'm so thankful for this project because of how it puts fuel in our tank before I even knew our tank was going to be empty. Mm. And it's significant and it's real. And I can tell you, having lived it, it's worth the effort because of what you get on the other side. And so much of that is a deeper, more intimate knowledge and experiencing God, which I think we would all love. And it's like, guess what? You could do that any day.
1: You can do it today. Yeah, and I love that you said it and you wrote about it, where when we choose thankfulness and then we show kindness, Mm -hmm. it comes back. It isn't just the other person that we're being kind to that gets the kindness. Not only does it change the way we think, mm-hmm. as we practice it, right? We feel better by being kind.
2: There's a part of your brain that actually lights up when you're when you're practicing kindness, especially if it's just being kind without getting anything in return. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah, It's like you really were created for this. Let's play with it because mm. it's incredible what it does for you physiologically. When you look up and breathe deeply, the reason why that helps you is that we have a nerve called the vagal nerve That literally goes from your brain and it wraps around through your torso down into your gut. And when you breathe, when you take a deep breath, it resets that nerve. That's why you feel better. And so it's like, try these things because they're good for you. Take it the extra mile to be able to see the bigger picture that's happening with the Lord's perspective being allowed to inform whatever the situation is, especially including the people. Mm. so yesterday i was honked at people honk all the time now i think people are just frustrated and so i was turning i was in the lane i was supposed to be in there was no reason for this person to honk at me and yet they honked at me i had a lot on my mind and i was like oh that jerk you know (laughs) my 19 year old son is with me in the car and he was like okay stop he was like, don't get angry. Why would you get angry at that? You have no idea what's going on in that guy's day. And okay, this is where it's like, if you don't think it spills out onto the yeah. people that are next to you and he must know that it works or he wouldn't be telling me that. Yeah. Well, anyway, on this guy. So he says to me, don't get angry at this guy. And I, I did. I was like, you're right. And. Then I needed grace, too, because I was like, you know, it's been a really long day. I've had a lot on my mind. I think that's why I kind of got a little bit angry. And he's sitting next to me, and he said, I totally understand that. And so grace is at play through all of this. And grace is such a powerful, powerful source that, again, do we really tap into it? I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, and obviously, you know, the third aspect, you call it mercy, grace, grace. That's a huge one
2: it's it is deep. I mean
1: kindness is hard in itself, but then to yeah. extend you know kindness to someone that we could punish, that yeah. maybe deserves what they should get from us, yeah and you said it, we can't do mercy. In our own strength.
2: I don't think we can. I think this is where the soul aspect really comes into it. Hmm. Because this is the part where we really have to tap into the things of the Lord. Because it involves forgiveness. It involves grace. It involves compassion. It steers clear of things like bitterness. And bitterness is a great example Hmm. of the antithesis to mercy. Because you would have a right to be bitter for something that happened to you that was wrong. And so is letting go of that actually saying it's okay that somebody hurt me? And the answer is no. That's not what it has to do with at all. It has to do with freeing you from that having any hold on you.
1: Hmm. One of the things, as you talk about mercy, that hit me is at the Family Life Weekend to Remember, that Ann and I have been teaching at for 33 years. So it's this marriage weekend getaway for couples and even engaged couples. The first time we went, we were engaged. And I'd never heard this concept taught. And I don't know any other marriage conference that teaches this concept. It's from 1 Peter 3 mm-hmm. where Peter writes, when you are insulted, instead of insulting back, mm-hmm. give a blessing instead. In fact, he says, mm-hmm. and you will inherit a blessing. Mm-hmm. I had never, it was a simple concept, I'd never heard, wait, 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 when somebody insults you, hurts you, mm-hmm. says something or does something wrong, instead of hurting them back, which mm-hmm. is, the, you know, it's the way of the world, we we applaud people, yeah. we go to movies where the bad guy gets what's due him, yeah. we stand up and applaud, so it's like in our DNA, but Peter said, no, 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 when you're insulted, bless back, and who does he use as an example? Jesus, mm-hmm. who was insulted mm-hmm. He blessed back. That's sort of what you're saying. Yeah, that
2: is the essence of mercy.
1: Blessing somebody, being kind to them or giving them mercy. Talk about how to do that because that is not natural for us. It
2: isn't, and I think the best way to start is by practicing on strangers, like because you (laughs) know know? that's interesting. It is easier. I know, and so it might get you in the mode of actually thinking that way. How Um, would you practice that? I think like just even the honking guy. Yeah, to be able to say like my child said, you just don't even know. So that's the first thing is to get to because one of the cores at the Center of Mercy, I think, is why. Mm. Like if you can ask that question. Why is he being this way or why is she acting this way? Someone close to me is definitely aged and older and has had a lot of physical ailments and in that has kind of lost senses. And so recently we were together with another person and he was getting so frustrated because he couldn't remember the name of what a very simple object was. And the more frustrated he was, the more angry he was getting. And the anger was definitely spilling out over us. And in that moment, we could either go, you know, and walk away or for that moment to be able to go, why is he so frustrated? What's happening here? And the why is he can't remember. And so at the core of that is fear. Mm. And so if you can get to that place to actually see what's happening, then you can have compassion without it being super hard. And then maybe Start practicing on the relationships that are close to us because those are the ones that have a lot of history. And to be able to go, why is it that she always does this, you know, and even possibly preempt it. Hmm. Preemptive mercy is super helpful to be able to say, I know that we're about to move into a situation that is going to be really hard. And so please give extra measure to your sister. Please give extra measure to your brother. Please give extra measure to me. And if at all possible, if we can do it with other people, we might be able to do it with ourselves. Because when you look in the mirror, I'm telling you, we're the hardest on ourselves. And to be able to give yourself a little grace and give yourself a little mercy is so powerful. And just then in those moments, we get tiny little tastes of freedom. And it's so good. That's where you want your neural pathways to be landing. Because the freedom spot, he gave everything for that. It is for freedom that he has set us free and his blood cries out for us. We have been made righteous. And it's like we could live in that a little bit longer day by day by day. Will we ever be perfect on the side of heaven? No, no, you know, no. But maybe we can enjoy more and more moments of that freedom. And in that freedom, that's where it feels the best to be able to care about the people that are walking next Mm -hmm. to you.
3: I think, Dave, you started by saying I'm so positive. But I would say our first 15 years, I wasn't. And, Kay, I don't think I had that freedom. I wasn't because I was so locked into yeah. my own needs, my own letdowns, my own
1: ex- disappointment with her husband. Yeah,
3: and I had my eyes. That would on- be me. <laughs> Just in case you're wondering. My when eyes- your first
1: husband, it's your Only. Husband. Yeah, really.
3: My eyes were not there, and but it took me a while to learn that. And I can remember starting at this point. Jesus, I can't do mm-hmm. it. Mm -hmm. I can't. I don't have the power within me. I see the negativity and the brokenness of myself. I see it in those around me. And I'm in a habit of just saying all of that to everybody. And honestly, Dave didn't want to be around me. And I was critical of our kids all the time. And man, it took work. Mm -hmm. I love that you're at a 30 day because it takes 30 days, generally speaking, to break some bad habits and to get out of those grooves that we've Mm -hmm. dug so deep. But I've Think that Jesus can do that.
2: Absolutely. And that's the exciting part, is because he never said go do it on your own. Yes. That is never part of the story. Exactly. And it's by him, through him, and for him are all things. Come experience it. Mm-hmm. Because it's incredible. And those times where you go, I cannot do this. Oh yeah. You never said I had to.
3: Exactly. And um
2: and that's where I think it's so powerful is this experiencing God because He is compassion. Like He is Shalom. He is peace. His name name is Jehovah Shalom. Like love, you know, God is love is the beautiful first Corinthians passage. Yeah. And and it goes into all these things. And of course, we make it about ourselves. Well, I have to be patient, I have to be kind. <laughs> you know, becoming a mother, I was like, well, I thought I was patient. Now I know I never I, have I ever been. Exactly. And I'm like lost. Like I can't even do the first one, so why even go to the rest of them, you know? However, that's not really what he said. He's saying this is who I am. I am patient. I am kind. I'm slow to anger. Mm. All these things that when you engage with love, you're engaging with him. Yeah. That sort of changes the story, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. And um and that's where practically speaking, I had no idea because I did not go looking for this. Mm. I mean, I really didn't. I was hit over the head with it. It was shoved on me. <laughs> I'm so thankful that I thought about it for a minute to go wait something's different here and to say I think I want that could that change let's try and see what happens and to be on the other side going thank you thank you thank you thank you I had no idea and now whenever I feel discord whenever I feel unsettled whenever I am concerned whenever fear is entering in anything like that I'm like get switch the thoughts and if I can find a way to practically engage with something that has to do with encouraging another person Hmm. in an act of kindness or through an act of compassion.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, even as I listen to you right now, I'm thinking the 30 day experiment is almost really a 30 day meet with Jesus, Mm -hmm. pause long enough to connect with your, your king, the author of your life long enough to shift your perspective, to be thankful, Mm -hmm. to choose kindness, to practice mercy, Our youngest son started a prayer house ministry. It's Mm. really a discipleship ministry, but part of it is several aspects. But one of it is every day from 9 to 10 in this little area in Lake Orion, Michigan, he says, come for an hour of prayer. And it's just – and and even when he said I'm like, you're doing a prayer house? Maybe don't call it a prayer house. That'll scare – I literally said that to him. That'll scare people away like, I don't want a prayer house. He goes, Dad, why don't you just come once and see what we do? And I'm like, Okay. So I went and they've got a person up there leading some worship, but it really isn't like sing with me. It's just like I'm going to worship. Just you can sit. listen, sit with God, but it's really I love it. and pray and do whatever you want. And maybe somebody will come up on the mic and pray. I went in there and I was there an hour and I thought to myself, this is so refreshing to be still mm. and know that he is God. Psalm 46, 10. I think it's a kids came to me and I was mm-hmm. like, why don't we do this more in our, in our life? Because we rush, rush, rush. We complain, complain, complain. We're mad at everybody, and we're honking back at them. I'm the worst. There's nobody worse than me in the car. Just ask my yeah, wife. Everybody true. but me is a jerk <laughs> driving because I'm the only perfect driver. And I just sat there, and I thought, this moment is resetting mm-hmm. yeah. my soul it's as breathing. you walk out. You feel better. You're more kind. Mm -hmm. You are able to extend mercy because you have received mercy. And I thought that's what the 30-day experiment is. You're you're challenging people to say, stop long enough to connect with him, and he's going to give you what you need not just for yourself
2: but to be kind and merciful to others. Yeah, and it's in practical speaking. You don't have to know the Bible verses or anything. (laughs) Just do it, you know. And it is a beautiful reset that actually puts so much fuel in your tank that so many of the things that we'll go, oh, we have to do this in order to do 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 in order to be okay i need to be doing this you go from doing to being a reflection Mm. which is really what it's all about because it's coming from the inside out because this is the part that impacts the soul and so you don't even know that you're doing it it's actually this part of life that's where the abundance is Mm. even in the circumstances that stink Mm. I've always been amazed that the Lord slept on that boat in the middle of a storm. Hmm. And you know it was a bad storm because those were seafaring men yeah. that knew the Sea of Galilee, like the back it. of their mm-hmm. hand. And if they were freaking out, it was bad. And there was one person asleep, Then it was the one that knew they were getting to the other side. Hmm. And we are tapped into that piece. Yeah. Paul's beautiful statement. You know, I know the secret to being content, whether in plenty or whether in want. That's what it is. It doesn't matter if it's the storm. It's the same peace. If it's the happy days, it's the same peace. And that's where I think Solomon sat going. Mm. Here's the deal. Just do what you were put on this planet to do.
3: And it's Philippians 4, a peace which surpasses all understanding. Right. Yeah.
2: That you're living. Yeah. I want that to be my neural pathway. Mm. And it can be.
0: The kind of families that change the world one home at a time. A key part of our mission includes strengthening marriages and families all around the world. We want to do whatever we can to bring timeless truths to the challenges you face as you seek to strengthen your family and join us in changing the world. Does your marriage need a tune-up or perhaps a bit of an overhaul? Come to A Day Together, our one-day marriage conference that focuses on helping couples develop oneness in their marriage. For a list of dates and locations near you, see our website at families.powertochange.org.au Until tomorrow, God's blessings.